This is a classic podcast from Unqualified Gamers. Hear more at unqualifiedgamers.com. I have an idea for this week. I'm listening. Instead... That's a horrible idea. Okay. Instead of opening our podcast with any semblance of a cohesive thought, we just... Was cohesive the right... I don't know if cohesive was the right word. don't even know the rest of my sentence. Cohesive would refer to something sticking together. We need to curate a cohesive cockatoo. I still don't think that those are the right words. Cockatoo. And instead, instead of instead of opening with a coherent, yes, cohesive work. No, yeah, I, not no. not in terms of an opening. Like you if you were if you were like formulated an argument or something. Can suck my bee. I don't know what a bee is. You, I think you do better than many others. I don't know what it is. For you have paid the iron price. So what are we gonna do instead? I well now it's too late. Now I'm sure that there's an intro somewhere on what we've just been talking about. Oh, I didn't know you're actually recording all of that. I'm always recording. That's the whole idea. God, do you play Angry Birds? Uh, no. Oh, well, then I guess I have nothing to f-ing talk about then. Is it the hardcore game that you've been playing? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Was it Angry Birds Star Wars? Uh, It was Star Wars Angry Birds. Get your order of words right. I didn't know you bought an iPhone. No, it's on Android. Oh, it's only on iPhone. I had no idea. Wow, it's also on Android. Good for you for getting an iPhone. Finally joining the 21st century. Yeah, the 21st century of people that pay overpriced prices for under... Fucking cut you! <laughs> All right. That was a very cohesive argument you just made. Wow, I see what you did there. You brought it back around. That was good. That was nice. Uh, well, this episode of Unqualified, a video game podcast, is the special edition Halo Four episode. Since somebody made me buy Halo Four, I only strongly suggested that you buy Halo Four, and then said. Hey, go buy Halo 4. I believe I recall a gun pointed to my head at one point, but the details are a little blurry. Sure. So, are you telling me that you bought Halo 4? Yes, I bought and played through the campaign of Halo 4, in addition to playing some multiplayer. So, you've never played Halo before. By the way, listener, if you have no idea what you're listening to... I just said this episode... Of unqualified a video game podcast. This could be their first episode. Then, well, then when I said in this episode of unqualified a video game podcast, I think they got the idea that they were listening to unqualified a video game podcast. So how is Halo Four? Uh, oh, wow! I expected you to keep arguing with me. Uh, I guess I'm more used to my roommate than I thought. Uh, Halo 4 is my favorite Halo game so far, the end. And you've 
played a few of them. Okay, so, no. And this is my issue. Do you remember when the original Halo came out? I don't. Me neither. Ten, year, ten years ago, It right? was at least ten years ago. What, 2000... Because in college, our senior year, I was playing Halo 2 with everyone. And well, that... Xbox, I mean, Xbox Live just turned ten years old. And that came along with Xbox 360, right? No. I don't believe that Halo, the original Halo Combat Evolved, had... Was... I believe... It preceded Xbox Live. I like us just making up all these facts, by the way. this I think it's probably about 11 years old at this point. Uh, okay, well, I know Halo 2 was on the original Xbox. It was not on Xbox 360. Because right, right. I had an Xbox, but never bought Halo 2, and everybody thought that was like a big deal. Everybody's like, oh, how could you have an Xbox and not buy Halo 2? Uh, I'm sorry, maybe because I was busy playing Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball, which I'll be uh, reviewing in a later podcast. Possibly. Never. It was released in 2001. Halo Combat Evolved was released on November 15th, 2001. That's scary that I guessed 11 years. Uh... But anyway, right, so you don't remember the first Halo. I have never played the original Halo. I don't think you're alone in that, because there are a lot of people that never owned the original Xbox. So I, it doesn't seem like that's something, you know, to to be ashamed of if you are a Halo fan. Well, it's not. Now, they did release... They re-released Halo uh, as Halo Anniversary Edition or whatever they called it um, in 2012. So it's very new. Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary uh, was actually released in 2011. I'm sorry, on the 10th anniversary of the original game's release. So it's been made accessible to modern-day gamers, which is great. But the, the problem with having one game come out in one year and then a third sequel come out 11 years later is that some people aren't going to follow... They're not going to be fans for that whole 11 years, you know? Um, So I'll just cut straight to the point. I had virtually no idea what was going on in this game. Like, at all. Now, before you continue any further, uh, I I will let you know that and, and well, you probably noticed a new company had taken over for Halo Four. Yeah, three forty-three, right? And uh, so they drew some of the lore from the books. And there are people that actually played Halo Three that had not read the books that didn't know what was going on in Halo Four. So you are not alone in this. In fact, there are some Halo fanatics that complained that they didn't know what was going on with the game. Uh, would you call that maybe an oversight or a mistake? Cause it's, I don't love that decision. I think it's odd. Um, it's not, it, I don't think it's a good decision. I agree with you. I do not think it's a good decision. Um, uh, but I haven't heard a lot of complaints about the game either. It seems like everybody still really loves it. Well, here's the thing. It's interesting because, um, by the time I got to the end of campaign mode, I just wanted it to be over. <laughs> Like, it got to the point where I was honestly only playing so I could get those 10 achievement points, you know, to make my Xbox Live dick a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Which it is now. Thank you very much. It's huge. Um, but otherwise, I had no motivation. I had no connection to the characters, if you even want to call them that. Uh, that's That's being generous, I think. But what caught me, more than anything else, my favorite part about the entire game so far was at the end of the credits... And it was like a three-line, very short message 
that just said, like, thank you for letting us take over this franchise or thank you for giving us the opportunity to work with your your favorite story or something along those lines. Um, we really appreciate your generosity or something like that from 343 Industries. And I just thought that was so nice. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to you have to think, right? They had, you know, Halo fans. Mm-hmm. Halo fans are insane, in a good way. I would say I mean, first-person shooter fans in general are insane. Look at sure. the Call of Duty fans that freak out over changes in the in the releases and in, in the new releases. I mean, it, it yeah. First-person. I would ar- I would argue though that Call of Duty fans are not interested in the story. Like they don't have a, any connection to the characters or anything, or to the general universe that exists in in uh, Call of Duty. It's true. No connection to the universe. Uh, and on that note, I got Modern Warfare Three over two years ago, and I have not played one minute of the campaign. Not, that doesn't surprise me. Does what? Well, why not? Uh, because. People don't go into Call of Duty, I guess, in my opinion, for the single-player experience. They're going in for the multiplayer. But the point I'm trying to make is that Halo fans seem to like the campaigns. Where where do you hear that? Stuff. <laughs> wow. I, I was under the impression that, that the Halo lore and Halo campaigns were were interesting. Now, you're talking to somebody so I'll preface all of this by saying I have never played a Halo game. It's never really been something that's interested me. So I know I know virtually nothing about this universe. Mm-hmm. But I was under the impression that the universe was kind of interesting uh, and people liked it. And people, I mean, there are, there are there are outside books created in the Halo universe. You can't say that for Call of Duty. Correct. Also, I, I need to comment right now. You just said duty. Uh, Call of duty <laughs> so there, there you know there aren't these like outside reference materials for it for that yeah you're right and, and i think people are going and people go to halo for the multiplayer sure but i think people are going to these two different first person shooters for different stuff okay well i agreed uh, to an extent i actually thought that the campaign in Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, so tagline Modern Warfare, the original Modern Warfare game had a fantastic campaign. Uh, There's a level where you have to sneak across a field, and there's a point where you have to just lay still while troops, uh, you know, like enemy troops kind of comb this field, and they're walking right by you, and I could feel myself getting tense at that moment. So um, there are some really cool moments that they could do that they can't really do with Halo because the game mechanics don't really allow for that kind of stealth. And uh, that was my main problem with the campaign mode in Halo 4. It just felt like wave of bad guys. Okay, move on a couple of feet. Wave of bad guys. Okay, move on a couple of feet. Uh, it was very uninteresting. It, it was very, very painfully redundant. Uh, and I had no connection to the characters. Um, so you've never heard Master Chief talk, have you? No. Okay. Well, he's he's got a pretty good voice actor. It, it's a guy that does radio, actually, I think up in Minneapolis or, or somewhere north of Chicago is all I know. Uh, but he's a radio DJ, and he sounds very solid snake meets professional wrestler with a really deep voice. I, I can't really describe it. It's, he talks very, very like this. It's kind of, it's kind of got a lot of weird distortion, and it's usually very deep. I don't know. It's hard to describe. But he has no personality. 
And, and I think the idea behind his character is that you can... Because he's never taken his helmet off. So you don't know if he's black or white or maybe female. Ooh. Um, you don't know what he looks like. So it's one of those you can put yourself in the character's place kind of things. Sure. But uh, he's got this buddy Cortana. You know anything about Cortana? Uh, it could be wrong, but it's it's like a, a female AI. Yes. Is that right? Yes, it's a female... With some sort of disease or something. How did you know that? Like I said, I know I read a lot of shit about video games. So Look at you reading Wikipedia entries. But that's yeah, that's yeah, all it's I true. Know. It's true. So in Halo two or three, for more background, I never played any of Halo one. I played about half of Halo two before realizing I didn't know what the hell was going on, so I just stopped. I played all of Halo three, which is pretty good. I played all of Halo Reach, which is a prequel, so doesn't really have any relevance to anything. And then I played through all of Halo 4. So I don't know where Cortana came from. I think by the beginning of Halo 3, she's been introduced and great. Okay, so she's this blue, mostly naked woman uh, AI. My favorite kind of AI. Yeah, yeah. And in this game, apparently Master Chief is in love with her or... There's some weird love story. Only Master Chief's dialogue is all unbelievably neutral because they want the player to put your personality in Master Chief. So he doesn't acknowledge anything emotional whatsoever. He'll, you know, so, you know, Cortana will say something like, Chief, I'm dying. You'll never see me again. I wish I could touch the sun. I wish I were a real human. And then he'll be like, we need to get back to the ship. Like, that's all the dialogue. <laughs> well, do you need to get back to the ship at that time? Well, I I guess. Uh, so he's being truthful? He's being truthful, yes. No personality. Sure. And he's in love with an AI. Like, in the ending, spoiler alert, uh, some colonel walks up to... Did you just take your headset off? No. Okay. <laughs> it's good timing for that, though. This isn't really a spoiling anything, but... Um, but uh, for one reason or another that I won't specifically specify, uh, Chief quote-unquote loses Cortana in a way, and a general goes up to him and goes, you know, I've lost, I've lost people in combat before, but I can't imagine what you're going through. Because he lost his naked blue AI friend. I don't Again, know. my favorite kind of AI. I, it just, why? Why? I, I don't know. So I want to stop here. And congratulate 343 for doing an awesome job. I'm going to start by bashing the campaign, and then I'm going to talk about why this is my favorite Halo game so far. Um, so, yeah, they f I mean, the campaign wasn't spectacular, but when has it been? For me, not really ever. Uh, I, I did think that in 3, they did a little bit better job of a climax sequence, um, it was... Did you ever play the Metal Gear Solid games? Metal Gear Solid I, 3, specifically? I have not. Oh, okay. Well, at the end of Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3, the climax is... Oh, my God. It lasts, like, a half hour. I mean, you're <laughs> you're fighting a boss and then racing out of a place. They are the most exciting endings to any video game I've ever played, probably. Um, Halo 3 had something like that. You had to escape from an exploding base on a warthog. It was very... Uh, fast-paced and, and action-oriented, and that was great. In this game, that doesn't happen. Uh, you, The last level is, as always, wave of enemies after wave of enemies after wave of enemies, and then you kind of come across the big bad, um, this guy named the Composer, 
who actually throws uh, quarter notes and fermatas at you. It's... Do you get it? Nope. Okay. Well, anyway, the composer... (laughs) I hate you. Uh, You you come face-to-face with the composer, and uh, the the ending sequence is basically you hit left trigger and, and drop a grenade somewhere, and then that's the final fight. It's the only quick time event in the game where you have to hit a button, and that's the entire ending. And then you're, like, done. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, but I wonder... You know, I wonder if they're just trying to break that that mold of needing, like, giant boss fight at the end of long campaign, right? I mean... Yeah, but they could have put anything. I mean, it was it was a shitty ending. I'm sorry. Sure. Like, sure. it just... Gameplay-wise, it just... There was, there was nothing. I'm like, why did this even happen? Maybe in Heroic or Legendary... I don't even know. Um... So that happened. So I didn't love the ending. I didn't. The storyline just drove me crazy because I'm like, why is this guy with no personality in love with a robot like brain? That it was just ah so contrived. And they talked about Prometheans and Didacts and Forerunners and like I said, like you said, you have to have read these books because I, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Some woman, like, visited me, like, a Q-type character, and she's just like, I'm going to explain two things. And Chief is like, oh, I understand what you said. And the viewer or player is just like, I don't know what the hell is going on. So, um, so thank God I'm done with the campaign. That's, that's all I'm going to say about the campaign. Uh, but the reason it's the best Halo game ever is because it's really fun multiplayer. Like, really, really fun. Well, how's before before you continue with multiplayer? How's the gameplay? Like, how's the gameplay in single player? Does it does it play well? Does it play fun? Is it a competent shooter? I mean, uh, I mean, I'm gonna talk about the gameplay when I talk about multiplayer, but okay. it's just so generic. It's just you know, bunch of enemies appear, you shoot them, they die. Bunch of enemies appear, you shoot them, they die. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's fine, you know. Uh, it, a ringing endorsement. It's a it's a very simple combat, you know. You know, you can't go prone like in Modern Warfare Three. You do have like one additional attachment you can you can put on your on your Spartan, but I believe that's only a multiplayer. So you can get a couple basic upgrades, like a, a giant light shield you can use, or a jetpack. Or this thing called Promethean Vision, which lets you kind of, like, scan the area. Like an infrared kind of a deal, only better and cooler looking. Um, so, outside of that, though, I mean, you can crouch, but you can't go prone or anything. Crouching doesn't really have a huge effect on much. Uh, there are maybe four different types of guns. <laughs> there's a there's a pistol and, like, three variants. A Covenant version and a didact version or Promethean. I don't even know who the bad guys are, okay? And the Covenant are the bad guys from the last couple games who are inexplicably shoehorned into this game. I didn't really see the connection logically. They just kind of seem to be like, oh, we don't like humans, so we're just going to fight them here. It didn't... I don't know why they were there. But anyway, you have a pistol and a couple variants, or you have uh, your machine gun, which there's also two different alien variants of the machine gun. And then you have the battle rifle slash DMR, which is your mid to long range weapon. And of course, there are two alien equivalents to that. And then you've got a rocket launcher with an alien equivalent, a sniper rifle with an alien equivalent, and I think that's about it. I mean, there's not a, there's about as much variety, I guess you could say, as there was in Goldeneye. 
if that is a decent comparison. Okay. So not a lot. It's, you know, and outside of those guns, you, you really just, you know, there's no there's no cover system like in Gears of War. There's no going prone like in Modern Warfare. You know, you, you run and you can crouch if you want. And you can jump. There's that. Uh, but if you jump in single player, the AI seems to automatically keep shooting you at the same with the same accuracy as they were when you weren't jumping. So, I don't know. It, it's nothing special. Like, really, I don't think. But it shines in multiplayer. I don't know how they did it, but they balanced it, and it's just super fun, and there are no, I have had no lag issues. You know, I, I would play Halo Reach, and there were so many times where I would I would melee somebody, or I'd get, like, two headshots, and then suddenly be dead, or, you know, I'd hit somebody, and he'd hit me at the same time, but only one of us would die. There are all these issues, and they all seem to be resolved in this game. Uh, to the point where, so normally in Halo and in, in most first-person shooters, the regular team battles are four versus four. I guess I guess Modern Warfare is different, but for Halo and presumably other first-person shooters, like I believe Gears of War, you can only go four on four, right? I, I believe it's actually five. Is it? And I, I think it depends on game modes too. Okay. Well, Halo has traditionally been four-on-four, and what I find really, really, really interesting about this game is that Big Team Infinity Slayer, which is eight versus eight, has become more popular than the four-versus-four, like, regular standard Halo battle, which has never happened. Every other Halo game I've ever played, because you can see how many people are in the lobby, and consistently, every single time I go in the lobby online, every time, at least a couple thousand more people are playing Big Team Infinity Slayer. Huh, why do you think that is? I have no idea. I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't know if it's because the maps are more popular, or people are playing it more for fun than competition. Is there, is there like, an experience system? There is an experience system, uh, but... Do you get more for no, no, being in those particular... No, I thought it was that, maybe that too. Um, you honestly get the most experience from the uh, uh, Spartan Ops missions, which I'll get into in a minute. Okay. Because um, there are some other online things you can do. Uh, but I just think that's really interesting, and I think it's because they really streamlined the connections somehow, and, and I don't know. But um, what I like the most about what 343 Industries has done is they make you they they added basically more force feedback, which makes you feel like you're shooting a gun. Um, do you remember the clob in Goldeneye? I do. How could you forget the clob? Nothing moves the clob. W- wasn't there some uh, nickname we had for dual wielding clobs? Shitty. I don't. I don't actually think we had a nickname for it. I just know it was probably it was probably not recommended. <laughs> so you remember when you shot a club? That sound effect that kind of made you kind of feel like you know maybe I'm doing no damage right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of the guns in Halo Reach and Halo Three. Um, you know, you'd shoot a gun and you know it's, your controllers, I guess, maybe vibrating a little and. You basically feel like you're doing no damage. And most of the time, you probably weren't. Uh, but in Halo 4, and I know this is a weird thing to say, but they they increase the force feedback so it feels like you're shooting a gun and not like... No, that's an important thing. There's there's plenty of people that describe like the weightiness of guns in games and like the feeling of, of it being like a, a heavy actual weapon. Really? When you're Yeah, absolutely. 
getting the feel of a getting the feel of a weapon is is both difficult and important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when you're when you're designing video games. Uh, well, I agree, and I, I guess I I didn't realize how important it was until I played Halo Four, um, because from the minute I the first multiplayer match I played, I was like I like this game better. Um, now my roommate thinks that the heads up display is too busy. He thinks that there are too many icons on the top and bottom of the screen to see clearly what's going on. He thinks that when you see enemies running around the map, their call signs and Xbox Live uh, gamer tags are displayed too prominently, so it's hard to see, quote-unquote, what's going on outside of those names. Um, My personal take on that is he sucks at the game and I'm awesome, so... Um, that opinion has no value. I think the heads-up display is fine, and I think that the screen display is a perfect amount of information. There's a wider selection of grenades. They have a new um, a new perk system, I guess, kind of, where if you, you kill enough characters or shoot enough characters, you can kind of call in a drop. And uh, this isn't like a Modern Warfare drop where you have to wait a few seconds for a helicopter to drop it off. It's like you hit a button, and there's an immediate, like, Basically, it looks like a meteor hits right in front of you, and there's an item there, and you can use that item then in the game. In my are they uh, are they items that you can get elsewhere, or are they, are they only available in these drop things? Uh, some are exclusive to the drop things. Like there's a speed well, and you get to choose. So when you get the drop available, basically three icons appear at the top of the screen, and you hit left, down, or right on the D-pad, and whatever corresponding item will drop. You can get a temporary speed boost, a temporary uh, attack boost, which are exclusive, and then there's weapons. So let's say you really want a shotgun, and there's not one around, or there's not one on the level, well, you can have a shotgun drop. Oh yeah, shotgun's a weapon too. I, I guess there's a decent amount of weapon variety in the game. It just feels like there's a lot of copies, you know? Sure. It's like if you took the first Smash Brothers game, and all four Seeker characters were clones, instead of just Luigi. That sentence made zero sense. Like that, they made less than zero sense. So, but are the guns that come out of that, let they come out of this drop, uh, are they like exclusive to the drop, or are they just ones that can also appear in the level? Um, I think it, I don't know. Great. <laughs> I'm just wondering if they're using it. If they're using it like a kill streak system that they, Modern they Warfare are uses, used, yeah, where they are using it like a kill streak system. Um, the maps. I don't believe, like, I, th- I think you can have a rocket launcher drop, for example, sometimes, but sometimes there may also be a rocket launcher on the level. I think it just immediately provides you the option to have a couple really good weapons, whether they're available for pickup in the level or not. Uh, because in the game, really, there's only a few special weapons in every level. For the most part, you stick with, you know, what you start out with, in my experience. Sure. So, um... So there's that. Um, so you like create a loadout then? Uh, yes, you get you, you know you get a certain amount of custom loadouts, uh, just like just like every other um, every other uh, basically video game yeah ever. video game at ever this point, at this point for multiplayer. Uh, it is more like Call of Duty because when you gain experience points, you unlock things, and it's you get to choose what weapons you unlock. Like if you want to make a loadout with a battle rifle, you can unlock that right away because you get like. You get a bunch of points to start out with, and it only costs a couple points to unlock something. So it's pretty whereas in uh, the Call of Duty games, 
you have to, you know, level 40, you get this item. Level 44, you get this item. Um, this is basically a lot closer to, you can unlock this whenever you want. I think you have to get to level 20 or 25 before you can unlock everything, because there are a couple things they lock down, but that took me less than, like, 10 hours to get to. So it's, sure. it's not a big deal. Um, I guess my my overall thought is a lot of the features now are Call of Duty-ized like that. Um, there's a lot of armor customization, if you're into that, which I kind of am. Um, you can do a custom paint job and custom, like, every different part of your body. So that's kind of cool, and you unlock that as you gain levels and things. Um, and the only thing uh, that I really, really disliked about the matchmaking is they have a mode called Flood, which I quit after one kill when I realized this is zombie playlist. Oh. Zombies are so overplayed. They're kind, of, they're kind of a boring enemy design, aren't they? They kind of just run towards yeah. you. And you, do you know how multiplayer like shooters executed? Do they have that in Gears of War? Uh, no. Okay. Do you know how they execute it in first-person shooters? Not. Uh, well, I, I mean, other than Left 4 Dead, which makes its living on zombies, but that seems like it's a very good way to do it. Yeah, Left 4 Dead's a great way to do it. Um, no, this is stupid. One guy starts as a zombie with a sword. Everyone else has a shotgun. If the zombie kills you, then you become a zombie. And then you lather, rinse, and repeat until everyone's dead. And then I think the game is over, or another round starts, but it, it's it's really stupid. And I can't stand huh. it. And I hate it. And my friends try to trick me into playing it, and I'm like, I hate you. It's, um, it's garbage. And they also only have... I kind of like this. They only have one kind of quote-unquote hardcore playlist called SWAT. And I haven't played it because I have no interest, but it's it's pretty much your... You don't have a fully automatic weapon. You're stuck with, like, a, 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 a battle rifle or a DMR. And uh, I don't think there's a radar if it's, like, SWAT in the other games. But, like, in Halo Reach, they had two or three specific playlists dedicating to, to like... Slayer Pro and like Hardcore Pro and Team Hardcore Pro and at one point there was an MLG playlist because the MLG gamers are hardcore, you know. Yeah, so so this is their hardcore MLG playlist like, is what they're going for. No, it's it's just their like uh, their more advanced user playlist. It, it gets a good number of people, but I'm glad they didn't focus so hard on the like competitive aspects because like fuck it, who cares. It's video games. It's video. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so are there are there co op stuff? I, I mean, I assume the campaign's co op, like it's always been. Yeah, right? you, you can do the co- uh, campaign co op two players at a time only, which I learned the hard way, which is stupid. Um, they also have a thing called Spartan Ops, and you talked about this on our last podcast or one of our last podcasts about downloadable content. Mm-hmm. So Spartan Ops is, it starts with chapter one. There's five episodes. An episode takes maybe, well, when I did one solo, it took me about 18 minutes. But with multiplayer, you can usually get it down in less than 10 minutes. Um, so five episodes, about 10 minutes each in the chapter. You can play them online, matchmaking, up to four players, co-op, you're killing Covenant. You do respawn several times. Um, really fun. And then Xbox Live was like, hey, here's, here's, here's chapter two. Play these five episodes. And you're like, awesome, let's do it. And then chapter three came out. And you're like, awesome, let's do it. Now chapter four is out. Uh, wow. I have yet to play chapter four. I think 
you mentioned this. I don't know how many chapters they're releasing for free before they stop, but they're releasing a few, you know, a handful of chapters just for free. Yeah, I think it's going to be something like ten, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it sounds awesome. I um, I may purchase additional ones. The only drawback so far is that you can only participate in matchmaking for the current episode. Huh. So I didn't get online. I didn't play any of Chapter 3, and now I can't play it co-op unless I have a private party, which I think is interesting. I'm sure later on, like once more chapters are released, they'll they'll fix that or, or append that, but right now it's kind of a pain because now... If I chose to follow the story, which I'm not, because after the campaign, I'm over the story aspects of this game. Um, if I chose to follow the story, it would be kind of frustrating because I've missed, I will have missed chapter three and now I'm on chapter four. I don't know. To me, it sounds kind of ingenious because it always keeps the game relevant. Because mm-hmm. you, ha- like, you have to continue to play the game as the content is released. So it, it, it actually seems pretty strategic, I think, in my opinion. And you know... I have this question for you. Do you think that the vagueness of the storyline in the campaign mode was a strategic move to move more merchandise and Halo books? Eh, uh, I don't know about that. That could just be 343's first foray into the universe, you know? But how would the people at 343, or the writer of this game know that much about Halo. Oh, I'm sure they did a ton of research because you have to, I mean, you have to think, right? So this is a new company taking over a franchise that is adored by a lot of people that they they did as much homework as possible to make sure that they made the best product possible because they knew they'd be under a very uh, very scrutinized, scrutinizing eye, right? So you have to imagine, like, they read all the books and they I don't know. Read all the read all the wikis because that's where all the best up to date information is. You know, played through the games multiple times to make sure they knew what was going on. I I'm sure they did their homework on it. Very interesting. Because I really am excited about talking to you about this. Um, the marketing, the overarching marketing strategy scheme for Halo is it's for Mountain Dew and Doritos. Do you know what I'm drinking right now? Are you drinking Mountain Dew? Yeah. Do you know why? Because it's got Halo 4 on the top of it. And do you know what is inside the cap? I have no idea what's inside the cap. Every bottle of Mountain Dew you buy with Halo 4 on it, under the cap there's a code that you can redeem for double experience points. That is slick. Do you know how much Mountain Dew I've drank specifically for that reason? I assume it's a lot. I'm not even joking you. Like, I didn't... I stopped drinking soda months ago when I went in this crazy diet and gym routine and stuff. And then I drank a little bit of Coke when I was overseas because it was made with real sugar and there's nothing else to drink. Um, but since coming back, I didn't really drink a lot. But, but God, double XP. <laughs> it, I mean, that's, that's like two times the normal it's, amount. It's almost twice as much. It, it's, and it's guaranteed. This is the best marketing strategy I've ever heard of in a video game oh my god it's gonna make so many kids fatter yeah oh go america um (laughs) so doritos and mountain dew i don't know if doritos does the same thing with the codes but mountain dew sure does and i was getting pizza earlier which 
I shouldn't have done, but I was feeling really lazy tonight. But I was getting Pizza Hut grabbing pizza, and yes, you can judge me. Okay, there we go. Uh, and I saw him out doing the thing, and it had you Halo 4. You live in Chicago. I hate you so much. You live in downtown Chicago. I don't live there in downtown is, Chicago. There is no reason you should be getting Pizza Hut pizza. It's across the street from there me. There is zero reason you it's should be getting pizza. It's literally across the street from me. I don't think it's literally there. No, it is. I could take a picture from my room. Well, no, but from my living room. The, the point is, is you got pizza, you got Mountain Dew, and you sat down for Halo. Yeah, well, here's the other thing Halo does. Uh, have you ever been prompted to download Halo Waypoint on your Xbox 360? No. All right. I, I don't know what that is. Halo Waypoint is your kind of central command center hub for Halo. This I is- got this... This almost sounds like you only need to buy Halo games and you would have enough content to play forever. Oh, yeah, I'm getting there. Um, You can download Halo Waypoint for free. And what it does is it gives you all these in-depth analytic stats about your Halo career. Uh, You know, it'll tell you what gun you use the most in Halo 4. It'll show you videos and strategies on and tips for multiplayer uh, and show you the maps for multiplayer maps in, in each of the Halo games. Um... It will tell you about weapons and quirks of each weapon and a little lore behind each weapon. And it's very in-depth. It's like your own little mini Halo wiki personalized to you um, with information on all the Halo games, right? Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Well, they also have a commendation section. Or I don't know what it's called exactly. Commendation or achievements or whatever it is. And there they group achievements into categories and you can earn medals based on reaching those achievements but the achievements are cross game achievements like there will be one called campaign trotter successfully beat the campaign in halo reach halo odst halo 3 halo 2 halo combat anniversary Halo Wars, the real-time strategy game. Halo 4. Seven games. Wow. And it's taking your achievements from all of them. You know, there's Weapons Master. Get these certain achievements in these games. And then you get things. I've honestly, seriously considered trading in uh, my copy of Halo Reach, which I no longer find relevant to me anymore. Trading in Halo Reach for a used copy of Halo ODST or Halo Wars just so I can speed through the game, grab a handful of achievements, and get new commendations in Halo Waypoint. If that's your thing, that's your thing. I mean, that's... That's, a lot, of, that that's a lot of people's thing. Yeah. I mean, if that's it's, not the most genius marketing you've ever heard... No, it sounds like... It sounds like you could... You could only buy Halo games and be just fine in terms of entertainment for your Xbox. I mean, if you don't mind some repetition, then yeah. Right. But uh, but I, I just think Halo Waypoint is one of the most devious marketing strategies because they're providing this free, all this great content and in-depth look at things and, oh, you can watch the making of the Halo 4 commercial video and, and the trailer That's for... That's what everybody wants to see. Yeah, you know, live-action Halo 4 video, all this stuff and all this free content and you're like, great, I got Halo Central. But that one little part, just that one little part where I just need one more achievement 
but I need to buy Halo Anniversary for it to get this medal. I'm going to shell out 20 bucks. Here you go, Microsoft. Take my money. Yeah, you got to assume that the games are probably pretty good too, right? I mean... Halo Wars got a little mixed reviews, I think, because it's a real-time strategy on a, on a console, which doesn't happen a lot. Right. Um, but, I mean, yeah, for the most part, they're quality games. Uh, I have no desire to go back to, like, Halo 3 now with all these extra armor upgrades and things, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm probably going to sell Halo 3 if I haven't already, and I, I know I'm selling Halo Reach. That's just a matter of time. But um, but that is Microsoft's marketing, and that's why... So between Halo Waypoint and the genius of extra experience points from Mountain Dew and possibly Doritos... Uh, that's why I have to wonder if maybe they told B43, you should throw in a reference to the didacts or, you know, something along those lines. I don't know. Yeah. To sell more. Think about that. What do you think of that marketing strategy? I mean, do you think that's fair? I, I know you talk about, like, sometimes you don't think DLC strategies are consumer-friendly. They're more of a money grab. But what do you think of all this? Well... The thing is, is like you've got a. It seems to me like you've got this program, this Spartan Ops thing that's giving you, lo- like a lot of free content. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's obvious that they're not below whoring themselves out to Mountain Dew and Doritos for for their advertisement as well. So I don't know. I it's it's probably more than one department in their marketing department. One is saying, "Hey, let's do this Mountain Dew Doritos." thing and then there's another one saying let's just give them all this content for free and show that we're an awesome game that way and i honestly think that the writer and director of the game probably just wanted to write and direct a good game i i don't think they were looking at it from that perspective but i'm not them i can't really speak for them but why would they want to make a good game i think we're done (laughs) uh did i mention that master chief wants to have sex with a with a blue smurf with a holographic blue smurf still my favorite kind of smurf i don't something's wrong with you yeah so so you would recommend we play this game though right Um, you'd recommend that that yeah if you pick up a halo game to me the multiplayer in this one and maybe it's because i'm actually good at i mean i'm pretty good at halo not gonna lie not great but i can hold my own in multiplayer on halo Uh, but i've i've really been doing exceptionally well on this game uh for multiplayer i mean i'm I'm getting lots of killstreaks and things. So, uh, anyway. To me, this is the most fun multiplayer, and that's what Halo is all about. So, get this one. Uh, skip the campaign if you aren't obsessed with Halo. There's no reason to play it, unless you want the achievement points. I wish I could have played the whole thing with a friend, because playing it alone was boring. But uh, I didn't, so whatever. Oh, and the other thing is the difficulty. They have uh, easy, normal, heroic, and legendary and uh, Heroic is the new Legendary. I could not beat the first mission on Heroic. It just it kicked my ass. And and I somebody else told me Heroic is supposed to be the new Legendary. It's it's hard as hell. I, I beat the game on normal. And I, I never do that. You know, I, I always push myself to do the one that's kind of challenging. But shit, man. <laughs> normal was tough enough in this game. Heroic was just out of control. Legendary's got to be just ludicrous. Yeah, that's typically how I play Gears of War. I use the hardcore setting, which is the one down from Insane. Yeah, because Insane is like, who can do this? Right, exactly. Yeah, but every other Halo game I've done on Heroic, every one, um, 
Even though the last mission in Halo 3, oh my god, that one drove me close. Ugh, it's just unfun. But even when this game gets hard, it's never unfun. You know, it's, uh, this game does a good job of making it seem like it's a strategy issue and not just a total broken balance issue. Which is good. Yeah. That's good. That's good game design. Yeah, and I ran into that in Halo Three. The last mission in the last two missions in Halo Three, I'm just like, why am I even still playing this game? Like, it just pissed me off so much, so much. Um, but yeah, so there's that. 